baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey there, Steve V here, your master of seximonies. Are you listening to our live show, Tags Live? If you're only listening to Tags Podcasts, you know you're only getting half the story. Okay, okay, I did steal that from Drag Race, but seriously, join us live every Wednesday night for Tags Live, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time on the Get Vocal platform. My co-host Cody Maurice Doggett and myself rip into the top hot sex stories, go deeper into our segment Vulnerable Voices, and welcome a slew of special sexy guests who have a voice in sex positivity. Tags Live is video, live, and interactive, so you get to weigh in. Join us every Wednesday for Tags Live, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Go to tagspodcast.com and click on the link Tags Live to sign in and join the fun. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 286 alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing really well on this Monday. Thank you very much. And Lincoln joins us in North in California. How are you, Lincoln? I'm doing really well. It's beautiful out here. And I'm getting a lot done, so that always feels good. Oh, that's great. And you stay at your your mom's house, right? Yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. Well, good to hear. Glad we are reunited here. Uh, let's get into today's episodes. And many of you had, have heard in the last couple of episodes, we have talked about a missing acquaintance of mine. Jeremy knew him as well, J.P. Ramirez. And sadly, we have to report that he was found and he has passed. As friends and family announced on Instagram, on Friday, Juan J.P. Ramirez, who was last seen in Hell's Kitchen over now over a week and a half ago, has passed away. And they write, it is with heavy hearts that J.P.'s family is sharing that our dear friend J.P. has passed away, uh, said Ilvia Areval, uh, a photographer who describes J.P. as my rock and partner in crime. 
Um, and then the circumstances of his death were not shared. One friend, Paul Jesse, said, I ask that everyone please uplift JP's family and friends. This is not the time to ask about how what happened, but to reflect on who he was. And I wrote a piece that I invite all of you guys to check out on tagspodcast.com. Just really, you can see this link about him as well as um, kind of how I knew him. And I remember meeting him in Fire Island and just the incredible energy and smile he always brought to my face and how I would always run into him at a favorite of mine, Lincoln's as well, and Jeremy's, the New York Eagle. I write, um, we both shared a love for the bar and the culture of the community. We would always connect at the bar and share a laugh, story, or talk about work, which like myself, JP was very passionate about his career. And I always knew that JP had the ability to connect with whomever he came in contact with. But if you were fortunate to spend time with him, you knew you were getting a grounded and present individual who could engage in fun and flirty dialogue and not be afraid to go deeper. I write a little bit more and I invite you to just check that out. I think it's always good to, you know, rest in power, JP. Absolutely. And I definitely wanted to follow up because some people have asked about um, that. And it's tragic, as we can all imagine. Very. Yeah, I know. Anyways. Um, all right. Well, we have to get on to some topics. And I couldn't help but notice a story of Matt Damon, who's been on a roll promoting his current movie, who recently... Uh, I'll just read you the beginning of this story. The words that my daughter calls the F slur, and we, we all know what he's talking about. Not not fuck, but can we say that word, Lincoln? The the word that he's saying as gay people? I don't know what word he's saying. I'm lost. <laughs> Faggot. <laughs> yes, we can say any words we want. We're adults. What word? Yeah, right. So the words that my daughter calls the the F slur or faggot for a homosexual oh, okay. was, com- was commonly used, he writes, when I was a kid with a different application, Damon told the Times. He said, I made a joke months ago and got a tr- treatise from my daughter. She left the table. I said, come on, that's a joke. I say it in the movie Stuck on You. And his daughter, Luciana, then wrote on wrote to him about the harmful nature of the slur. She went to her room and wrote a very long, beautiful treatise on how that word is dangerous. I said, I retire the F slur. I understood, said Damon, who was still using the anti-gay slur in the year 2021. And so I ask you, alongside, uh, I was just right before we went on recording here, uh, a guy by the by the Twitter handler at Jersey Homo wrote, some kid who called me a faggot and told me to go kill myself in high school thinks I forgot and doesn't know I have receipts. I'm just waiting for the right time. I'm a very patient person. If he apologizes on his own volition, I won't expose him, but the clock is running out, he writes. And he also wrote, I don't even know if he remembers me, but I, but I remember. That kind of shit is traumatizing for a young closeted person and jeremy i just have to ask you you know matt damon is from where you're from massachusetts area and what are your thoughts i mean is it something that you heard that was acceptable in certain circles the word the f slur that we're talking about or is he just like a little late to the table to to use 
you still be using it in his terms in 2021? So I kind of feel like it's honestly a 50-50. I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I have not heard that in any circles, especially in within my family or I don't know. It's just not a term that anyone I know has used or would use. Uh, I'm assuming that he may have family members that use it as a slang, and maybe that's where he learned it. Maybe he grew up with that being something that's thrown around. But I do also think him being an actor and in the industry, I'm I'm not really believing the fact that he doesn't know it's not a politically correct term to use or just a term to say out loud or call anyone or reference anything. So yeah, that's my standpoint on that. Yeah. And I'd want to know how he used it in the, in the film stuck on you, because if it was used in a slur, I'm sure it wasn't used the way he was thinking it was used. And I find it a, first of all, I I'm kind of conflicted that he wouldn't know that it was, like not a great term to use. And secondly, I think even if he didn't, why would he tell as he's promoting this movie? So he's kind of on the hot seat right now mm-hmm. promoting his film. Why would he like even say this? Wouldn't you just kind of like, yeah, let it just happen and know that this knowing Lincoln, how anything you put out there, cancel culture, social media is just going to come back and smack you in the ass. Exactly. I don't, I mean, I agree with you. I think context is everything. So I want to know how it's used in it. You know what I mean? Like, what is the context? How is it? There could be a reason that it could be very effective in the right word to use. I don't see it at the moment, but I need to see how it's used in context and why you would bring it up during the press junket is just baffling to me. Yeah, it seems just I mean I'm kudos to his daughter who he clearly brought up a daughter who's with it and not mm. only scolded him but really took the time to write as he put it a treatise. <laughs> um <laughs> kudos to her and sometimes the kids really teach the parents which I think is really cool. It just like you were saying Jeremy it seems kind of unbelievable that you could be this global actor and not even know with so much Mm -hmm. LGBT representation and just behind the scenes in Hollywood. Like you wouldn't know this really. It's like, it seems a little like clueless on his, um, well, it seems like he's in a pretty hard bubble. That's what somebody was saying. I was watching this thing and they said the bubble of Hollywood. Yeah. And you know, there are terms that are really derogatory towards women that I have no idea that what they are. I think I could figure them out before I say them, but <laughs> you know, I, I, there are things that I'm, I don't know that I know I'm clueless of, but then I shut my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Or right. I want to know. And I want somebody find to call out, me out. Right. I want to know. And then like the daughter, I would want, you know, maybe not a, a, a whole, essay on it but just tell me that's not cool don't say that um what do you think about this though in the olympics are on right now and there's an italian tennis player by the name of fabio fognini i think i said that right and he apologized for the use of almost the same thing of using a homophobic slur against 
himself, though. So in other words, he was getting mad at himself because he wasn't playing the best game in Tokyo that he should have. And he was calling himself the exact same term, but in 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 Italian. And I won't say it because, A, I can't pronounce it in Italian. But he was continuously repeating it, yelling it, the anti-gay slur at himself. But he also threw his racket, removed his shirt to cool himself down. He eventually, because so many people got on social media, and he apologized. He said it was a dumb thing to do. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Jeremy? Is... uh, are you equally mad at that, that these slurs are still around, even if they're in Italian? Yeah, I think it's like still kind of stupidity on both in both uh, situations. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, ign- I think ignorance is a better wor- way to put it. Yeah, and Lincoln, I, I think, are we in this turning point? We're going to talk about this a little bit later with somebody that wrote in and wants to know of a cultural shift that may or may not be happening in our LGBTQ universe. And I don't know. I mean, are we in the shift where it's really bringing to the surface the good and the bad? Well, I think we're at that point in more than just our bubble. I think across our society, we are a very delete, block, unfollow um culture and that mm-hmm. causes that to be magnified like no tomorrow you yeah. know what i mean when we and i say this yesterday was the 40th birthday of mtv oh wow and 40 years ago we all tuned in to get our mtv <laughs> i want my mtv right? exactly and then we watch videos and we saw the visuals of songs that we had listened to for so long on the radio. And Mm -hmm. we had a common conversation about all that. And now we all have our own devices that we block and turn off and turn on and follow. And it does put up more walls of um, misunderstanding because you can't even... Like some people that I've been talking to lately, they're not even aware about certain things going on with the virus or certain things going on with the environment. And I'm like, how do you not know that? Because they don't watch the things that I watch. So so we're all living in our slices. Of, yeah, that was of, something when Hillary lost. I felt that bubbles got broke all over the place and people were very upset and very aimless and what happened to the plan and all that stuff as far as the tennis player freaking out and calling himself gay derogatory names i have a hard time with that because he did it in public i mean i call myself names all the time but it's usually like i am being so stupid right now like i am such a moron or i could not be gayer at the moment but it it has a sense of humor with it it's not breaking tennis rackets and all that anger i don't know i i I don't think it's um naive but i do think it's telling that that he needs therapy Yeah, and the only thing I can say about some of these things, we're about to talk about baby in a second here, but is that it's bringing light to, it's like inflammation, it's bringing it to the surface. So mm-hmm. Matt Damon, this French tennis player in the Olympics currently, are all bringing up this conversation on 
no, like this is not acceptable anymore. You cannot say these things. And if nothing else, it's education. It's bringing it to the surface, like I said. Moving on with DaBaby, I was talking about this with Cody the other day. DaBaby said uh, um, the whole thing about in a concert about pick up your cell phone and turn on the light if you don't have HIV. Turn pick up your cell phone if you aren't in if you aren't a guy sucking on your knees sucking cock in the parking lot. And he tried to walk it all back and say that oh well I'm not against gay people and people I'm my, none of my gay listeners or people that are my fans would get that nasty virus so it was like he walked it back even worse well now he's losing money and bookings i think he's no longer in Lollapalooza in chicago he's no longer in governor's island here in new york and one in europe too um lincoln what are your thoughts about when you spread misinformation. I know that Madonna went on a, I loved what she had said. Even Dionne Warwick backed up Madonna for standing up for what she said and and calling out the misinformation. You just took away what I was going to say. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My only question is, how does he know about blowjobs in a parking lot? That is very specific. Right. And random. Like not for nothing. That's not like, I don't think, common maybe like remember back in the day when people were um it was uncovered the tapping of the foot in public restrooms this is <laughs> yes, kind of right. along those lines like that was a very secret club not you know what i mean like yeah that that only people that really had that in a way and then started doing it or saw it so I don't know. I mean, ignorance is ignorance. And, and I don't, God does not need me to police the universe. So he will get his and it sounds like he already is. Yeah. And I mean, he has walked it back to me several times. I just told you about the lame way he did at first, which wasn't really an apology. You just sent me earlier and actually a screen capture of a more, if you will, legitimized response mm-hmm. on cancel culture i'm just trying to pull it up real quick social media moves so fast that that people want to demolish you before you even have the opportunity to grow educate and learn from your mistakes as a man who has had to make his own way from very difficult circumstances having people i know publicly working against me knowing that what i needed was education on these topics and guidance has been challenging i appreciate the many people who came to me with kindness who reached out to me privately to offer wisdom education and resources that's what i ended up uh that's what i needed and it was received but is that a little bit too late to come out with that and do you believe his response or is it just trying to get him like back in the game? Jeremy. I think uh, it's, he realizes that we are in cancel culture and I think what he, he is trying to backtrack it, but it's like almost too little too late. And I just don't understand as an artist, why telling people to put their cell phone lights on has anything to do with the latter of what he said out loud. 
it's just like an another like very bad example of ignorance and stupidity and it's just like i don't know how that goes hand in hand with putting the the lights on on your cell phone there's so many different ways he could have asked for something so simple to be done at a concert yeah it's so left field so outdated antiquated i love what madonna said you can look it Mm -hmm. up it was easy to find i love i just think yeah dua lipa obviously who did a worked with him showed her support for the lgbtq community and said she doesn't disbelieve i think yeah you can't just spout out things anymore and i think we're at a time we're going to talk a little bit more about this with one of our listeners who wrote in who wants to know a little bit about the time that we're in and we'll do our best to give our thoughts more on this um and before we get to that our other topic that i want i couldn't help but as we all know that um cases of the delta variant are up the sun writes can masturbating really boost your immune system and fight covid so with a deadly virus circulating the past year and half and and a half many people have been wondering how they can boost their immunity masturbating is sometimes tooted as a way to give the immune system a kickstart when covid first started causing chaos in the western world in march they write Google searches for can masturbation boost immunity went wild as people searched for ways to protect themselves. Unfortunately, touching oneself will not be the difference between catching COVID and not, as there are many factors that influence a person's risk of getting, obviously, the disease. But Dr. Jennifer Landa, a specialist in hormone therapy, suggests that indulging in some self-love might be able to strengthen your body's natural defense forces masturbation can produce the right environment for a strengthened immune system she wrote in men's health but people in this article say is there really any evidence and there's been conflicting one published article way back in 2004 showed that masturbation caused a temporary spike in immune cells including killer cells that fight viruses Um, things like lymphocytes white blood cells that fight foreign invaders can in also help with the coronavirus so I don't know. I mean, I don't know that there's any really conclusive evidence, but I wonder, Jeremy, what are your thoughts about some of the benefits you notice after you masturbate? I think uh, I I wouldn't rely on that for that (laughs) immunity specifically. I think I'd stick to like vitamins and emergency and just all that kind of medical stuff rather than Uh, masturbation but I do think that it does relieve stress uh, and I do think the endorphins that it releases are also very helpful to be I guess productive afterwards that's what I find personally yeah yeah I think as well as getting vaccinated too Um, Lincoln what are your (laughs) (laughs) what do you think because I'm wondering Do you notice any benefits after you masturbate or have sex? And my other question to you, Lincoln, is have you ever been so horny or that you had to masturbate, but it wasn't like an, it was an inconvenient time and how did you handle it? Well, first of all, I think 
to me, m- masturbating is and having sex is like eating food or getting rest or exercising. It's a part oh. of a healthy lifestyle, and it helps relieve stress. Um, if <clears throat> I can, when I orgasm, I can crack my neck in a way that I can't if I'm just oh, wow. trying to do it on my own. Um, I have definitely uh been under a lot of stress and like needed to clear my head because too many things are coming at me all at once and I can go into a restroom and uh just say I'm gonna go pee and jerk off and come out like nothing happened um I can be very quick at that if I need to so I think that I I do not think it protects you from COVID but I <laughs> um I think that it has many benefits and is a big part of just a balanced lifestyle across the board. Yeah, I mean, for me, in terms, it definitely can relieve stress. And the times when I know I've been so horny is when I've traveled. Do you guys ever feel like horny if you're like on a, I mean, a long layover flight? It can make you kind of horny. And I remember I once had a layover at Heathrow and it was like a long layover and i was on virgin atlantic and they that's when they probably still have these hotel pods if you will inside the airport that are also by virgin atlantic and they're very chic if you can imagine like i mean you're small they're small but you have like a bed a desk and i remember being in there and i took the opportunity because i was so horny after being on a long flight that I totally not only jerked off, but I filmed myself having like this whole sexcapade by myself. And I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty relieving and it was pretty good. <laughs> so I was all for it. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, travel to me often can do that or just general stress. It's a good reliever. I know it has to promote white blood cells again i don't know if it's like you said lincoln enough to ward off the the coronavirus get vaccinated and yeah we'll talk more about masks in a little bit but anyways we've got to get into people that are writing in and we thank you for writing in and the first comes he wants to go anonymous and no problem on that he writes hi guys my partner and i have been together for about eight years. I love him and can't imagine a life without him, but I'm not sexually attracted to him anymore. And I don't even want to participate in threesomes with, with him. I've tried to spice things up with toys, having sex in different places, new positions, but I still don't feel a sex attraction. I want to have sex with other guys, experience new sex connections, but not break up the love of my life. I think having sex with him, I think having sex with others will make me crave him again. How can I approach to him about this without hurting his feelings? Do you guys have any tips? Let's start with you, Jeremy. What are your thoughts on this? What can we help him out with? So I think it would be good to communicate his feelings. Uh, I do think uh, just specifically in this situation, there will be, uh, I believe kind of mixed emotions, but I do always find that in a relationship, it's best to be honest. Uh, I don't know if having sex with other people is going to make him more into his partner that he's been with. Uh, But that's definitely something that he 
would seek out and see how it goes. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I also think... If he's not willing to have the threesome with the partner, it doesn't help the situation. So maybe trying to introduce the threesome may entice him to fall for the partner once again. Seeing the partner with someone else and watching them may help. And I don't know, just may spice up like the situation at the moment. Uh, But I definitely... I definitely think communicating his feelings is key and extremely important in a relationship because if my partner felt like that, I would definitely hope that they would tell me, even if it would hurt my feelings. I still think it's always best to be honest. I love that. And I'm going to share more of my, I have to just share this one thing before I forget, before we get to Lincoln is when you said have a threesome and have someone maybe have someone watch i immediately wrote that down because what if you had somebody that you were into and you had and you had sex but you had your husband in the room watching and mm-hmm. then you flipped it and you had the husband have somebody that he thought and the other one watched it you could learn so much right. and probably get off on your husband pleasing someone off. else right but yeah. you could do it like okay friday night i'm gonna get my turn and saturday night you get your or whatever and mm-hmm. and that could be really amazing therapy and kind of keep it contained i have more thoughts on what i my advice but um i just had to before i forgot that i loved what you said and i wanted to flesh it out just a little bit more and i love that <laughs> jeremy <laughs> i know right i'm like yay i, I want to have a boyfriend and do this <laughs> um lincoln what's your advice on this eight-year relationship that is is no longer sexually attractive to our listeners sure <clears throat> i first want to say that i agree with both of you but I don't agree with it for this situation because this situation (laughs) could go very South very quickly if they're playing around with other people and he's really not into him. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it could be very hot and very therapeutic. It could also backfire very quickly. So before you do something like that, I hope this guy has a therapist that he talks to that gets to the bottom of what he was attracted to eight years ago and what happened right. in the past eight years that changed that. Mm-hmm. Because it could just be over time you wear out the nuance of being physically attracted to each other and figuring out what makes each other tick sexually and sharing your intimacy one another with one another. You could, you know, like I like to say, stretch that rubber band so far that you forget those little nuances that brought you guys together to begin with. And if he's really adamant about, I never want to have sex with him or I'm not attracted to him at all and I really don't know what to do, I would speak with someone before, even before he talks to his boyfriend. Communication with the boyfriend is key, but learning what you're going to say is important and why you're saying it. I love that. And I want to underscore what both of you have said about the communication and the conversation and the thoughtful conversation that needs to be had. Because I think it sounds like, based on what he wrote in, he hasn't had that conversation. It sounds like he's tried various activities to see if it would spark it. And I also want to commend him for writing in and saying that he's still in love with this guy after eight years. I also want to commend him for saying that... I looked up a couple of things just before some sex, actual sex therapist, and it, it is not uncommon to lose interest in your partner after a certain amount of time. And why would we think that it would, I mean, maybe for some people, but it's not an unnatural occurrence to lose sexual interest in a long lasting relationship, you, but you could still have the love there. So I wanted to acknowledge that, but I wrote down for sure you have to have a conversation or several conversations. And the early ones I think need to be kind of delicate because like he wrote in, you don't want to hurt this person's feelings and you do want to convey that you still are, this is the love of your life, which he stated. The thing about um, having approaching the topic, which I would avoid in those early conversations, and I would think of it as conversations, because if you spend eight years with somebody, it's not one Thursday night conversation and we're done and we're figuring it all out. It's several conversations. And if you want to and you can go to, like Lincoln said, a therapist, I think even better, and there's sex relationship therapists. And we are in a time now that there's virtual sex gay relationship experts. So you have a lot of opportunities out there. If you don't want to go that round, if just starting the conversations, I think is really good. And I would hold off on the term open relationship, because as I've heard you say, Lincoln, before it can be a slippery slope. And The reason I also say that is, too, because we recently had a polyamorous couple on Tags Live, and they made a very distinct difference between what an open relationship is as opposed to a polyamorous relationship. And I'll let you guys listen to that episode because it was really, we went into great detail about that differentiation. Open relationships can often just mean the sex portion of it. Um, I also wrote down 
um, more than just trying different types of sex, which just sounds like you've done working on reconnection. And I think one of you tapped into it is what was it that you did connect with this person at one point right. in sexually and revisit those. And that can actually be in these conversations that I'm suggesting for advice, one of the nights of conversation where you either write down and read them off to each other in an intimate night, you just t at the top of your head and you revisit those and see, uh, we do a lot of shows on tags podcasts about, connection, intimacy with a lot of people that we've had on our show. And I think those are ways to kind of get deeper connected with your partner. They don't happen overnight, but they do often lead to deeper connections that are linked to our sexuality and our sexuality within our relationships. So I would consider some of those things. Um, and then those uh, yeah. And those were some of my main things to, I think it all starts with the conversation and a series of conversations, because I do think that there's some way to, to find that connection back. And ultimately, I think if it is something to pursue an open relationship, the one thing I have heard with people is it doesn't mean that that's forever. I've heard couples where I think it was a, um, a guest on our show where they opened up their relationship for a period of time and then they closed it off. So it could be a period of exploration and you can often share with your partner those times that you had and see where are we at with this. And so even if you do open it up, it doesn't mean like you're, that's the, the trajectory of your relationship from here on out. And I do want to add just one thing. Um, this yes. happens to all couples, gay or straight, you know, a straight couple can have yes. three kids with each other and then they don't want to have sex with each other anymore. So Remember, one, that you're not alone, that people have gone through this and that there is help out there by people that have dealt with people that have gone through this. So use it. It doesn't even have to cost money. It, you know, there's many resources out there, maybe at a gay and lesbian center or some of the therapy apps online, you know, stuff like that. And right. being gay, there is a lot more acceptance if you do end up playing around with somebody else to add spark to your relationship. That's a harder sell in a lot of straight relationships. Do you know what I mean? But in gay relationships, it's a little more accepted. So we have an advantage. Yeah, we that, do. I think. I think, I think that there's, that is part of the sexual liberation of being gay. Absolutely. And celebrating and that. So Thank you for that. And lastly, listen to our episode on polyamory that we had. Um, if you really, I know you know who, what we're talking to you because you wanted this to be um, discreet, but I can give you that episode. And it's just another thing to kind of consider and put in the mix. But thank you for that. Keep me posted. Keep us posted. And we always love to hear back from you. Hey, Tags listeners. Craving for more Tags? hungry like I am? 
Well, now you can unlock exclusive Tags content. I'm talking about our weekly Tags After Show and our twice-monthly Dark and Dirty Show. Now you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get a notice each week when new episodes are dropped exclusively for you. So what are you getting from this exclusive content? Well, you're getting a weekly Tags After Show where the conversation continues with hot gay sex topics in a more relaxed, behind-the-scenes, more intimate format. Our twice-monthly Dark and Dirty show will often feature special guests like my co-hosts, but gets a little darker and a little dirtier as we reveal our sexcapades to your exclusive ears. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now to unlock exclusive Tags content and know that you'll be supporting Tags podcast to continue delivering the quality of Tags podcast you've come to love. You can unlock this exclusive content by going to tagspodcast.com and click on the link Tags After Show. Thanks for being a supporter and continue having hot gay sex. All right, we have another person that wrote in, and it's a long one, you guys, right? Yeah, I know you read it beforehand. <laughs> um, but um, let me see. Where did I write all of this down? Let me see. Uh, okay. Let me just... Yes. Okay. Hello, everyone, he writes. I've been an avid listener for over a year now, and I look forward to the podcast as I lay down to sleep. I have a few questions regarding military sexuality and the culture that surrounds it, long-distance relationships, and how a monogamous couple can stay sexually charged with each other. And my biggest one is building and maintaining trust while separated. So... You can already tell this person's in the military, and thank you for your service, first off. He also writes, I am on active duty and currently overseas away from my family, and I am a 28-year-old married to my husband for two years, and I have only been out as gay for one year to my family and a few friends. And when I say out, I don't deny my sexuality, but I also don't talk about it. Being in the military and deployed has taken a huge toll on me because I can't relate to anyone. The highlight of my day is talking to my husband, but 90% of my day is on my own due to our time zone difference and work schedules. To bring up my first question, the military is changing to adopt LGBTQ plus from my perspective. And let me just find and advancing in the right direction as far as policy goes. But do you ever see a mostly dominant, traditional thinking, war-fighting culture accepting LGBTQ plus community to a point where LGBTQ plus members are a norm and being gay isn't seen as an outcast or abnormal? And let me just start with this, Jeremy, to you, is with what we were talking about with with uh the baby and the italian player where do you think we're at i mean do you think that we're on just what are your thoughts on that first question i think we're at it's getting better uh but i think that there's still a lot of work to do so i mean i i i'm not positive uh about that specific topic uh but i do think that 
in that specific field, like many others, there is some more work to do and there's more acceptance that needs to happen. And I mean, it only happens with time and experiences and things like that. So I don't know in this lifetime how uh, how much it's going to progress to be a more inclusive uh, sort of environment, but we can only be hopeful. Absolutely. And, and Lincoln, it's interesting because he is serving our country 28 years old, having these thoughts right now. What are your thoughts? Because we're about the same age and we were just talking about how there's maybe a pivotal moment right now where I was saying there's inflammation of some of these things being called out, but yet we're advancing. What are your thoughts to him when he asked this question about are we moving forward? Will it ever be equal playing field? Yeah, I say this line, it's a Marianne line that always works for me. I can't Marianne get, Williamson. I can't get too <laughs> depressed about not going far enough because I'm so impressed about how far we've come. And between the empathy that came out of our humanity with HIV, the guys who were older than us that are just gone, you know, Mm -hmm. that puts so much empathy and understanding into our world. And then the medical and the psychiatric world said that this is not a sickness. This is not an illness. This is, you know, so we've come so, so far. Are we ever going to get to complete equality? You can ask that about so many things, whether it's women's Mm -hmm. rights or black rights or, you know, like, are we ever going to get to there? I hope so. Not in my life. I love your optimism on that. And I'm kind of the same. And I just think with so many, you know, we talk about Pose and so many shows that transgender and representation happening all the time that I do think we're moving that needle in a big way over several tracks, which is so great. Um, But we're also when we've talked about this on past shows, when you do that, you also bring up much like the black lives matter movement, the inflammation that I just think is such a good word of underlying, underlying, um, underlying concerns that people have and bigotry and homophobia that are going to come to the surface. And the only reason I could state is that we're in a transitional point. It's an exciting time because you see so much representation happening and so much inclusion. But when you see so much of that, and we've talked about it on the show, you also see the ugly side of it coming to the surface as well. And I always call that a turning point. And that turning point hopefully will push us the needle forward, but maybe not be perfect ever, but just continuously push in a revolutionary way. And I think that's what you can ask for and keep fighting the good fight. Thank you very much for writing in, by the way. Um, How does one stimulate one another's sexual interests from 6,000 miles away And how do we build our relationship and trust when we are in completely different times across the globe? And remember, he is serving our our country and his husband is 6,000 miles away. So keep that in mind. 
Um, I wrote some stuff down though, uh, but Jeremy, what were your thoughts when you're that far apart and how to keep the spark going? Cause it sounds like he's in love with his husband. I always say, I think communication is key and, uh, video chats and FaceTiming and uh, just staying in touch and just catching up with one another and making sure that you're there as a sounding board for uh, your significant other and your partner is really important. And uh, just keeping up with the rel like how relevant your feelings are at all times is, is really good and healthy for being long distance. I love that. Yeah. Keeping track of them and keeping a piece of his mind so that he can kind of have a sliver of what each partner is thinking is so key mm -hmm. in communication. Yeah. Um, Lincoln, what were your thoughts? Do you have advice for if you were 6,000 miles away, how do you keep the spark going? I mean, you're currently in Northern California and Peter's here in New York. Yeah, but um, it's one week and we are both overworking <laughs> yeah, like yeah. crazy people, as I, I'm sure these two men are as well. I would go completely fantasy and send videos and send photos and try and keep the just do things that are sexy do things that are fun. Try and get out of the situations that you're in um, and and try and do a little sexy underwear photo if you can, a naked photo, a fantasy conversation when you talk. It doesn't always have to be all about business, which is something Peter and I talk about a lot. Like There are a lot of things moving in California and New York for us, and we can get bogged down by the to-do list even though we communicate really well, we have to just stop it all and be like, put on something sexy and pretend you're someone you're not. Um, I don't know what restrictions they have as far as the way they communicate. Yeah, or, right. You know, and I don't want to get anyone in trouble, obviously. <clears throat> but I would make it as sexy and fun as possible. And I kind of want to piggyback on what both of you have suggested. Um, I wrote uh, The Power of Video and Recorded Message we are in a you are in a lucky time to have i mean if you look at wartime back in times when they wrote letters and hoped and prayed that they actually got the letter to your right. loved one back home you we are in this beautiful time now i know that he wrote in and he listens to us before he goes to bed and i love that you do so i, I the power of the time that you're in i wrote and this is a little bit of what will tantra who was on our uh, tags live uh, episode the other day as a special guest wrote the voice is powerful and daily recorded i wrote this though daily recorded videos or audio text messages you know you can send those audio text messages that could also be flirty thoughts of your partner can really stimulate and have you i wrote have you ever got a voice message from someone that you liked and you overplayed it to keep hearing their sexy voice message and it was a total turn on and left that lingering thought in your mind? Well, my answer is yes, I have. I have had <laughs> people in the past where, whether it was my recorded message box or just somebody that I was like, oh my God, they called me and I had to keep hearing it over and over again. The power of the voice and 
I often think, yes, I would agree with video chats if you can do those and you can do a lot of sexy stuff on that. But it can also be in the, it can make people have a lot of anxiety too. And you just kind of want to like catch up in normal time. But what you can do in your private time is you almost get a license to record your voice and share your thoughts of how you remember seeing them or what you would like to see them in, or you could share often personal thoughts. I've been now accustomed to social media that I had to learn to like because I was not accustomed to that and I didn't like doing that. And I often go on my run walks on the east side here in New York City, and I put up my phone and I record these these sayings and on for our social media often and I'm very uninhibited and I like that about that time because I feel like no one really cares what I'm saying and I'm I just can express more now if it was live I probably wouldn't have that same um uninhibited feeling and so I think if you could share those kind of private messages I think that would be really good I also think if you could send messages of like send each other pictures of what you want to see the other person in. So maybe for your husband, it's sending like in military garb, which to me would be a major turn on. And maybe you could dictate to your husband what you'd want to see back. So if it's a jockstrap moment, suggest that. And you do these weekly and you kind of get your own pictorial, your own quote-unquote porn from your husband in your inbox that you did on your own personal time that you doesn't require like this live thing, I think could kind of be kind of a fun exchange. Um, And lastly, I wrote as my third option is, and this is sort of random, but I'm going to start a soon uh, a book club moment. And there's a lot of really good sexy gay romance or just sexy hot novels out there that have to do with gay men in there and if you both started reading the book you could it's like sharing an activity but you're so you're both reading the book and then you could share your thoughts on the scenes that come about and even though you're thousands of miles apart you can connect in a shared experience particularly if the subject is something like a romance novel. So those were kind of my three things that I thought could be really kind of connecting and keep you, keep that spark going. Um, And I hope all of this helps. Um, We love weighing in and giving you advice on all these things. And if you have a sex conundrum or need relationship advice, DM us on our Instagram channel. It's at Tags Podcast. We are here to give you that solicited or unsolicited advice. We love doing it. Um, well, this has been a jam-packed show. I want to thank my co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez. You can follow him at J Ross Lopez on Instagram. Thank you, Jeremy. Of course, always a good time. And Lincoln over there on Northern California coast, <laughs> thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. And you can follow him at his protein bakery. It's at protein bakery. And his uh, personal account is at mad Lincoln. Thanks guys. Total fun. Keep listening. And in the meantime, continue having 
hot gay gay sex. (laughs) Hey, big spenders. Feel like spending a little on tags? Well, whether you're a big spender or a good tipper, now you can make a one-time or recurring donation to tags. Show your love and support for Tag's podcast in a big or small way. We promise we're not size queens when it comes to your support. We love you for listening, and if you enjoy Tag's, then consider supporting the show so we can continue doing what we love. Go to tagspodcast.com and click on the link, Donations. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.